let's get it. Game day. Let's go. Let's go. Get damn thing it's Port Section Morning Show. Now you heard a be will. It's Port Section Morning Show. And you are listening to Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Sports Section Morning Show. I'm your host, B. Will. Got episode 18, August 25th, episode 18. Game day, baby, for the Titans. Finally, we're one game closer to the regular season. Last preseason game of the year, man. Can't wait. Can't wait. TFTV, before we even get started, man, TFTV will be at the game tonight. We'll be vlogging a little bit. We'll also be doing fan sites outside of the stadium, post-game interviews for the fans outside the stadium immediately after the game. It'll be on, on the north side of the stadium, so on Russell Street and South First Street around that little intersection area on that side of the stadium. Once again, north side of the stadium on Russell Street side. Russell Street and South First Street, the little intersection right around that area. So make sure you all come out, man. Everybody's welcome. Patriots fans, Titans fans, anybody that wants to get on the platform and voice their opinions, their concerns about their team or how happy they are about their team, man. All opinions are welcome. All you got to do is show up, man. All you got to do is show up. Let's dive right into it. Patriots versus Titans. So, game starts. We've got a late start tonight. It's starting at 7.15, I think. I don't know why it's starting that late. I wish it would have started at 6.15. But, hey, it is what it is. You can't complain about Titans game. But, so, first thing, I, first question I'll pose to the listeners and the viewers is, uh, who, ex- who exactly would you be expecting to see starters-wise for them from the Titans? You know, I'm, I don't really get too much into the Patriots. I don't care who they, who they go. They're not, they're not even going to be good this year. I, I don't even care. Titans-wise, Levis looked like he was back in practice this week. Uh, Vrabel didn't rule out any snaps for Tannehill. It's the last game of the year. I'd like to see some starters in there. I'd like to see Tannehill in there. I don't have to see Derrick Henry. I don't have to see Derek, uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I don't have to see them, too. I'd like to see just about everybody else. I ain't going to lie. You know, that, on the offensive side of the ball, I'd like to see everybody else. O-line, starting O-line's been starting since week one. Uh, the receivers, all except Hop, have been playing since week one. Uh, running backs, except Henry, has been playing since preseason week one. So, I'd like to see them play at least get about three series in with the uh, the straight ones, and they need to build that continuity. I mean, that's that's what they need to do. I need to see Tannehill getting used to being with the offense line. It's one thing to do it in practice. It's one thing to do it with joint practices. But you know, we just got. We just got our joint practices canceled. We did, I know we did a white and blue scrimmage, but, you know, it's just, again, it's, that can't simulate game reps. It cannot simulate game reps. So, you know, that's, that's just something I'd like to see. Y'all let me know in the comments, YouTube, Twitch. Hell, we're on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music. We're on, uh, what, what else is there on fucking streaming? Apple Podcasts. We're on all that. X and One Show's on all that. Make sure y'all tap in with both. Sports Section Morning Show. 
and the exit one show. All right. Quarterback situation. Levis looked like he was healthy. Looks like he's better. He had a thigh injury. It came out, you know, a report came out saying he had a thigh injury. He had a bandage slash wrap over his thigh in practice. So he was even throwing in Saturday's game against the Vikings. So he was he was throwing then. Injury doesn't seem, you know, serious at all. It looks like more of a knock, if anything. But uh, eager to see what Levis does if he plays. I expect him to play. But, of course, that hasn't been confirmed. Vrabel is keeping his cards close to his chest. Either way, I'd like to see all quarterbacks, all three quarterbacks play. This might be the last time we see Will Levis this year. You know, that's what Titans fans have to look at. In a perfect scenario, this is the last time we see Will Levis. This is the last time we see, uh, I was about to say Josh Dobbs. He just got traded. Malik Willis. So, I don't want to see them anymore this year. You know, if we don't see them, that means Tannehill's doing well. means the team's doing well. That means we're fucking winning. So, that's what I'd like to see. But y'all let me know. Y'all think, uh, do y'all think Tannehill lasts the whole year? Do y'all think Willis will get in there by the end of the year? Levis will be starting by the end of the year. Y'all let me know in the chat who y'all think. But, so... Once again, want to see a quarterback. Want to see all three quarterbacks tonight. Need to see them perform tonight. Willis has to rectify this uh, shady preseason he's had. He didn't have the the best of game in Chicago. He played well in Chicago. Decent in Chicago. I can't say well. He played decent in Chicago. Levis played decent in Chicago. And then Willis was abysmal against Minnesota. So we have to see Willis improve this week. Or, you know, that might be... It might be over with him for him as a Titan if, you know, if he doesn't improve. Because Tannehill, if he if he plays how he's supposed to play this year, he could possibly get extended. If Levis is who they thought he was when they drafted him, then Willis is just the last man out. So, you know, this is a very, very big game for Willis. Don't want to put more pressure on the kid. But he knows just as much as anyone how important of a game this last preseason game is with New England. And that's for all the guys on the roster. You know, all the fringe guys on the roster, this is the most important game of some of their careers. And I'm excited to see how they play today. You know, the the second defense has been pretty decent. They ain't been decent against the run. But, you know, the past defense, the DBs have been a lot better than I expected them to be this year. Trey Avery. Trey Avery's been good. Garrar has been a standout in uh in in all three all two games so far. Uh so and also the D end, I forget his name, uh, starts with a C, I think. But uh, the one that has like four sacks. But he has really improved and performed every game so far in preseason. Excited to see how they do. I think he's a lot to make the roster, along with Garrar. They just offer too much. Also at the receiver position, looks like receivers is going to come down to the wire. So, you know, it helps them out a bit since there's injuries. You got Traylon Burke injured. You have Kyle Phillips who's always injured. Of course, he's injured again. Uh, so the receivers are a little, they got a little more leeway, at least for the couple weeks until some of those guys return. And, of course, there's no timetable on Kyle Phillips. But, you know, it's I, I expect receivers, Roberson to stay. Uh, you know, of course, Moore is going to stay. So that'll be Hopkins, Moore, Roberson. Uh, Kyle Phillips will be will be staying, I'd expect. And uh, that's four right there. And you, you can't count Traylon and you can't count Kyle on the, you know, the first 53. So 
I'd anticipate us taking six receivers, so that would be Roberson, Burks, or not Burks, Roberson, Hopkins, Calf, or Mason Kinsey. I'm anticipating Westbrook Aquina, Chris Moore for five, and then the sixth is going to be up for grabs. I'd like to see Kiarius, uh, Kiarius Jackson take that last spot. That's who I'd like to see. It could also be uh, the guy we got from UT, UT Martin, Colby, Colby Dowell, Colton Dowell. So the receiver position to be one to watch today along with the, uh, along with the DBs. Those are where the, you know, the battles are still going on. Of course, inside linebacker, the second inside linebacker spot is, is not really a battle anymore. I think Gibbons has got that. Monty Rice just hasn't been healthy. I don't think he's going to be playing this week anyway. So Gibbons looks like he's got the second inside linebacker spot. And the DBs is up for grabs. And, of course, just name the wide receivers. You let me know in the chat and in the comments on YouTube, who do y'all think will make the last 53? You think we'll take three quarterbacks? I think we'll take three quarterbacks, of course. But, you know, that's not a guarantee. So do y'all think we'll take three quarterbacks? Who out of the wide receiver bunch do you think will retain? Also in the DBs, who do you think will retain? And do y'all have any surprise cuts? I don't think there will be any surprise cuts because our depth just isn't at the point to where the guys that we don't, we aren't sure of are going to make the roster. So, you know, I don't, Haskins, I guess, could be a surprise cut. I don't see him, you know, making cuts because he's, at the end of the day, if we're being honest, he's got legal trouble. He has pending charges that, you know, he allegedly, him and his old old lady allegedly committed, you know, so, of course, he's innocent until proven guilty. But in the court of law, he's been charged. He hasn't been healthy this preseason. And at the end of the day, I mean, let's be honest, he's a third-string running back and a special teamer. So a player with all that baggage, there's no point in me to keeping that guy. I, don't, I just don't see the point. I just don't see it. Not when you got guys like Tajay Spears, who will be the Titans' number two running back, Look like we might have some smash and dash action. I ain't going to lie to you. And we've got Chestnut, who has been extremely, playing extremely well in the preseason. Ran for damn near 100 yards in uh, last week's affair against Minnesota. So I just don't see, I just don't see that happening, man. With, with Haskins, I think he'll be cut, to be honest. I think he'll be cut. Y'all let me know in the comments what y'all think about Hassan Haskins' uh, roster situation, if you think he'll make the team, if you think he'll be cut. But I think he will be cut. All right, moving on. Titans finally signed a kicker. They cut Shudak and Wolf. It was literally within a couple hours of me recording Monday's show. It was already out, thank God. So I didn't have to redo it. But Titans finally cut Deadwood and uh, Wolf and Shudak. So glad that happened. They, you know, as I said in the previous show, they, it was time for them to go. There's no confidence. They didn't have confidence in them. It looks like the coaching staff didn't have confidence in them. We didn't have confidence in them. So, you know, it's just, it was, it was time for them to go. It was time for them to go. So, so glad to see them gone. Bagley, Badgley is his, is his name, B-A-D-G-L-E-Y, if I'm not mistaken. Badgley came in and missed four field goals on the first day of practice. It was outside. Uh, I, don't, I can't even say if it was windy or anything. I honestly can't tell you. But I can tell you the man missed four or five field goals. Kicked a lot of field goals, though. Out of, he was about 70, 75%. He, I think he kicked like 12, 13 field goals. Missed four or five of them. So, you know, 
he attributed to he actually gave like a, a Allen Iverson ish thing talking about oh, you know it's just practice and uh you know at the end of the day it's just practice. So you know with the kicker, I don't really like that attitude, but then again, the more I think about it, I do like that attitude with a kicker of just not giving a shit, going up there, just taking each kick individually as a separate kick than all the others. That's the attitude you sort of want in a kicker, man. I mean, of course, you don't want him lackadaisical missing a bunch of kicks in practice. But, you know, that is about like that's about what you want to see in a kicker, man. And now, of course, I want to see the guy make more make more kicks. And he did better, you know, since then in that practice. But. I mean, I'd like to see I'd like to see how he does today against New England. So, you know, Bagley, he came from I think he was in Detroit last year. He was. North of 80% field goal-wise, I want to say, he's an upgrade. Now, I can't say how much of an upgrade he is on Shudak and Wolf, and Vrabel really, you know, he roughly hinted at it in the press conference that they'll still be looking at opportunities in that position. You know, he he's an upgrade, and he's not old. He's not an old kicker. He's only 28 years old. So, you know, a good opportunity for him to win a job and try and be in a stable for us to be able to get some stability at kicker. I think that's what that's what Ran and Rabel are looking for in this kicker spot. Just like they went after a younger kicker, younger kickers in Shudak and Wolf. They targeted younger kickers instead of just going the easy route, another stopgap, which I prefer this year. But they they didn't go with that route with, you know, your Robbie Golds, your Mason Crosby's, your, you know, going going back to get a Ryan Suckup or something. These kickers that are over 37, 38 years old. It just, because at the end of the day, it's just band-aiding the problem. Even though you'll make kicks that year, you know, you're still not, you're still not solving the problem. And at the end of the day, it looks like Rand is into solving problems in positions by signing, you know, young talent and letting them grow and, and nurture with this coaching staff we have. Even though I'm not too fond of them signing young talent for special teams, because we don't have a good special teams coach. Ackerman is not, you know, he's he's been getting away with murder the last couple of years. He's been here. I don't know what blackmail or anything this man has on Vrabel. I don't understand it. But, you know, he's not the one. I know we got one of the best long, Pro Bowl long snapper. Uh, we got Pro Bowl, will be Pro Bowl punter. But Ackerman didn't do shit for that. He didn't do shit for Stone Stonehouse. You know, he might have helped long snapper. But... For Stonehouse, Stonehouse came in booting the ball like that as a rookie. You know, he beat out a Titans legend, Brett Kern, as a rookie. So how much how much uh, credit can you really give Craig Ackerman for Stonehouse? You can't. You can't really give him any credit for that. I guess you can give him credit for not jacking him up. But, you know, what? what's that at the end of the day? Either way, you know, I'm a little more confident in the kicker position. Not sold on uh, Badgley. Of course, I've got to see him in game. You know, one thing to miss practices and miss kickers and kickers, miss kicks in practice. You know, I don't like that. But at the end of the day, I don't give a shit if he comes in and makes 40 out of 44 field goals and is, you know, three for five from over 50. I don't give a shit. You know, at least we have a kicker with some leg compared to Shudak and Wolf who had leg, but you don't know where the hell it's going. So interesting to see what, where Michael Badgley and how Michael Badgley does with the Tennessee Titans. Y'all let me know in the chat if this move makes y'all, you know, if the if it makes y'all more confident in the kicking situation for the Titans, or do you think you're in the same spot, same same position 
confidence-wise with the Titans kickers. I just hope we don't get back to uh, how we were a couple years ago. I think it was 2020, I want to say, when we just stopped kicking field goals altogether. That was horrific. I don't, I don't think I can get through, through another year like that, man. At least we were scoring points that year. This year, it ain't guaranteed that we score points. So, you know, it, it is making a big, a big difference. But, all right, moving on. Caleb Farley got some sad news, and I really don't want to, you know, this has been talked about uh, ad nauseum for a good bit now since the unfortunate happened. I want to say this happened, it happened midweek. I don't know if it was Wednesday or Tuesday. But, you know, Caleb Farley, it's just, it's it's just sad news, man. You know, he he has a he had a house he was in. I guess he was I don't know if he was there. Henry said that he was still with, you know, the team the night before it happened and that he would actually had been in the locker room with him for, you know, they were one of the two last people to leave the locker room that night. But uh Tuesday or Wednesday night, neighbors reported, well, I'll just I'll go straight straight to what happened. Uh, explosion at the house that Caleb Farley owns that his father was at. Uh, there was another individual in the house. He seems like he's been okay. I don't think he has any life-threatening injuries. He able he was able to make it out of the house before it exploded. But Caleb Farley's father was not, unfortunately. And the house exploded around twelve or one o'clock in in the night. So you know, it's just it's just unfortunate. And afterwards, neighbors reported that they had smelled some gas. So. You know, just a, a reminder to anybody that has, you know, gas in their home, uh, even fucking a gas grill, anything, gas, gas heater for your AC unit, anybody. If you smell gas, call the fire department and get it checked out. Call, call somebody and get it checked out. Don't just swipe it under the rug because the stuff is extremely dangerous, as we can tell. And it and it doesn't take much for it to for it to spark and cause an explosion. So. Absolutely terrible news for Caleb Farley and his family. I, I feel for him. You have to, you know, send prayers to Caleb because, you know, the, the sad thing is he, he had lost his mother a couple of years ago, right before he got drafted, if I'm not mistaken, to cancer. So the young man, I think he's 25, if that, has lost both his parents. And it's just extremely sad situation. So, you know, prayers to Caleb Farley. I hope his, you know, this, of course, this transcends football. I could give a shit about football. I just hope his mental is, is, you know, as good as it could be with that, with that type of situation. Cause of course it's going to be rough. You lost both your parents by 25. I couldn't even, I couldn't even fathom that. So, you know, prayers to Caleb Farley. I hope he gets the support. He, I know he'll get the support he needs from the Tennessee Titans, Titans organization. I hope he gets the support that he, you know, he needs from his hometown. And the, the the rest of his family, I think he still has a brother. So I hope they receive, the family receives the support they need. And, you know, it just, he's able to, to uh, you know, just, just grow stronger and, and find peace, you know. So prayers for Caleb Farley, prayers for peace for him, peace for his family. And, uh, you know, just, just prayers for him, man. Prayers for him. All right. All right. Moving on to Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani. You know, we had a we had an Angels fan on the show. I was wondering if he he wanted to to defend himself, but I guess not. We had an Angels fan on the show 
about a month ago, right before the trade deadline, was talking big shit about the Angels, man. I think it was episode, I want to say episode 14, episode 13, around those whereabouts. Talking big shit about the Angels. They they had uh, traded for Giolito. They're going all in for for a playoff push and to potentially try and sign Shohei Otani on an extension. On an extension. And uh, it, it looks like it's backfired on them. Looks like it's backfired on the Angels and Shohei Otani. Uh, Tours ACL for the second time. Yeah, for the second time on Wednesday. So that'd be August 23rd. Against the Cincinnati Reds while he was pitching, he only threw 26 pitches and had to come out. Underwent an MRI. Showed a, a tear in his right ulnar collateral ligament, UCL. That's the Tommy John ligament. So he had just had Tommy John, if I'm not mistaken, in 2018. And, you know, fully recovered from that. Tommy John's, Tommy John's really straightforward now, man. I, to be honest, I'm not, I'm not worried about Otani. I'm more so worried about, you know, I'm not even really worried about it. I'm pissed off. That's what it is. I'm pissed off about how the media is already painting. He's already painting. They're already painting this UCL injury as damn near the end of the world for Otani and getting his bag. The man will still be the highest paid MLB player of all time. Teams are not just going to pay him as a damn hitter. The guy wants to hit and pitch. He will hit and pitch. He'll get paid to hit and pitch. He just might not pitch next year. So, you know, yeah, he might not get the astra, astra, astronomical money that he was due to get, but he'll still be the highest paid player of all time. Don't get it twisted. You know, I, I see tweets from, I don't know, I think it was Buster only. Just and they, I, what disappointed me is only is normally not like it. Just sensationalists saying he has a big deal with how much money Otani's gonna get. It's not. He's one of the best players of all time. He's in his prime. He's 20, 28, 29 years old. The guy's in his prime. Best player in baseball at the moment. You you're gonna pay that guy. Somebody is gonna pay him. That don't give a shit about this UCL injury. And the second Tommy John surgery, because sports medicine has come along so far, their doctors will get it checked out and, and they'll be just fine. You know, I just that's what that's what irritates me about about this. The, you know, the media doing this. It's just it doesn't make sense, man. I know what it I know. Well, it makes sense. They're trying to get engagement. They're trying to get the damn clicks. Fuck that, man. Be honest. You know, you know, that man's going to get his bag. You know he's going to get his bag. So so quit wasting people's time saying he might not. Just quit it. Quit it. But uh, for those that don't know, Tours, Tours UCL, and, and he was 29, corrected. Tours UCL on uh, Wednesday against the Reds still proceeded to DH the next game. So, you know, it, it remains on Otani when he'll get Tommy John. And, you know, it's, he might get, I don't, I don't know when he's going to undergo it. So let me see if they, they say anything into the article. No. So, you know, he's still hitting. He was still hitting as of, you know, yesterday. I want to No, they had yesterday off. So we'll see if he's in a lineup today. See if he hits then and, or he just elects to, to have surgery. It just we don't we don't know with with uh, Otani. Once again, you would think that, you know, the, the conversation comes up with the Angels. Should they? Should they have cashed in on him? Of course, you can't forecast an injury like this, but you can forecast him being gone next year. Now he is injured. 
you only had a month of him, and you got no value for him, and he's gone. You know, of course, people people say the Angels might, you know, give him an offer. They might be able to afford him now. I don't see it. I don't think he's. I don't think he goes back to L.A. for the Angels. I think he goes back to L.A. for possibly the Dodgers, but not the Angels. I just don't see it. So, you know, tough, tough for baseball, tough for the Angels. You know, they're they're missing two of their best players, and they're screwed. Honestly, they are screwed. So, y'all let me know in the comments what y'all think about Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani's injury, how you think it affects the Angels, how you think it affects his contract, how you think it affects the rest of the MLB with how much they pay him. Does this bring some more players in, uh, as in teams? Or does he still get his bag and is it the same, same teams that we, we've been thinking about with the Dodgers, Giants? Uh, you know, I thought he, I, I'd imagine he's down the West Coast, possibly the Rangers maybe, I don't know. But I'd imagine he's still staying on the West Coast looking at the Dodgers, probably be favorites for him, in my opinion. All right. Lastly, lastly, it'll be a short show today. Really not much to talk about on our end. You know, we, we got a lot to... TFTV is going to be really, really, really busy over the weekend with Exit One Show and the fan sites and vlog coming from today's and tonight's slash tonight's game of the Titans and the Patriots. So last thing we'll be talking about are the White Sox, man. Chicago White Sox have been in the news lately. Their chairman in a statement, it's from the team spokesman, says, we have not had any conversations about our lease situation. Of course, that's the White Sox with the city of Chicago. With six years remaining, it is naturally nearing a time where discussions should begin to take place. The conversations will be with the city, ISFA, and the state, and most likely will be about vision, opportunities, and the future. So the links to Nashville are, you know, Really, I can't even say they're really substantial, but it's a story. You know, people in Nashville are talking about it. The Tennessean, uh, a senior advisor to Mayor, Mayor John Cooper of Nashville, uh, Ben Eagles, talked to the Tennessean on Wednesday in response to those, to those statements, saying that Nashville's proved to be a world-class sports town and our Nashville sounds have led the minors in attendance, but there's been no communication with the White Sox about relocating to Music City, end quote. And so that that really just puts the puts it where it is, is, you know, it's early days with this anyway. For me personally, I wouldn't want to see the White Sox in Nashville. Of course, if that means that that's if that's the only team that we MLB team that we'll have and that's what the MLB says, of course, I'll take them with open arms. But I prefer an expansion team, you know, and I think Rob Manfred prefers the same. And his quote, he said, I think this was in April. He said, quote, I've said I'd like to see us get serious consideration and trying to get to 32 teams. That's two more expansion teams. He said, end quote, he said, there's a lot of advantages to 32. And you know, when you think about the available possibilities in terms of expansion, I think Nashville's on everybody's list. So, you know, I prefer an expansion team for Nashville. I want a team that we can start our own history, have our own history with slash continue history with the team that's previously been in Nashville, like the Nashville Stars. That's what I'd like to see, but you know, if it means that we won't get a team unless we get you know one of the existing teams, and of course I'll take the existing team. But me, as a fan of any Tennessee sports, I've lived in Tennessee all my life around the Nashville area. I prefer an expansion team that we can call our own, not the the White Sox that are always have that stain as Chicago White Sox. I don't want that, you know. So. Hopefully we're able to get the Nashville Stars and the expansion team should be coming along sometime soon. They've been talking that it might not necessarily even be in Nashville, 
You know, it might be in one of the suburbs of Nashville, if that's Murfreesboro, Mount Juliet. Uh, you know, hell, even Clarksville. Clarksville's building a stadium, a baseball stadium in the Vulcan, in the Vulcan site. So you don't ever know, man. I don't, I don't anticipate it being Clarksville, but crazier things have happened. Crazier things have happened. Y'all let me know in the comments what y'all think about the Nashville Stars. Y'all, would y'all prefer an expansion team? Would y'all prefer an established franchise to uh, come to Nashville as an MLB team? Of course, I, like I said, I'd prefer an expansion team. Just a team that we would be able to call our own, honestly. So, you know, it just, it all depends. And the White Sox, if they were to come, the lease isn't up for another six years. So they would be there for six years at the very minimum. I think Manfred wants expansion teams in before then anyway. So. The sooner option is the expansion team, in my opinion. But, and I also think the more likely option is the expansion team and the Nashville Stars. So, hopes for that. Hopes Nashville is able to do that, be able to keep growing, and the surrounding areas will be able to keep growing. It can only get better for the, the Middle Tennessee area and also the state of Tennessee. So, yeah, that'll be all for today's show. You know, we, we didn't really have much. Uh, we're going to be doing fan sites outside the stadium once again. It's going to be on uh, Russell Street and South First. It's going to be at that sort of that intersection area, but the north side of the stadium outside of, I think that's Gate 3, if I'm not mistaken. So make sure you all join. Of course, we'll be announcing it on Twitter. We'll be announcing it on socials. That'll be TFTV Sports on all socials, TFTV.Sports on Instagram. Make sure you all subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, that's where the fan sites will be posted. Subscribe to this YouTube channel. That's where they will be posted. And of course, go subscribe to the Exit One Show at Exit One Show on YouTube and all across all socials at Exit One Show. We just had a great episode with University of Kentucky basketball great and uh, former NBA player, currently Olympia Milano player, Alex Poitras, Clarksville native, Exit One native. Had a great episode with him. Asked him a lot of questions, man. Y'all make sure to tap in with that show. Subscribe to Exit One Show. Like the video, like this video, subscribe to TFTV Sports. Appreciate y'all, man. Be out of here.